step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Shelley Wilson Show. I'm an intuitive medium, a Reiki master, and spiritual growth coach. My mission is to assist others on their own journey into consciousness and encourage them to live an authentic life through awareness and empowerment. Coming from a place of respect, truth, integrity, and love, I honor your free will and recognize that you are co-creating your reality with the universe. My intention is to bring understanding, help you to heal from the past, and realize your full potential. I invite you to begin your life in a new way and tap into your inner power as you explore who you really are. Refrain from simply existing and elect to live your life fully without regret. It is time to let go of the past, live in the present, and look to the future, for it is this attitude that will transform you. Today's special guest is Guy Finley, and this is a special Ohm Times Magazine interview. Best-selling, letting-go author Guy Finley's encouraging and accessible message is one of the true bright lights in our world today. His ideas cut straight to the heart of our most important personal and social issues, relationships, success, addiction, stress, peace, happiness, freedom, and lead the way to a higher life. Finley is the acclaimed author of The Secret of Your Immortal Self and more than 40 other books and audio programs that have sold over a million copies in 18 languages worldwide. In addition, he has presented over 4,000 unique self-realization seminars to thousands of grateful students throughout the North America and Europe over the past 30 years and has been a guest on over 500 television and radio shows, including national appearances on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, NPR, Wisdom Network, and many others. His syndicated weekly radio program is aired on several international networks, including Healthy Life Radio, Achieve Radio, Sedona Talk Radio, and HealthLife.net. Guy is a faculty member at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and is a regular expert contributor to BeliefNet, the Huffington Post, and is a guest panelist for HuffPost Live. Finley is director of Life of Learning Foundation, the renowned nonprofit center for self-study in Merlin, Oregon, and his popular key lesson emails are read each week by over 200,000 subscribers in 142 countries. His work is widely endorsed by doctors, business professionals, celebrities, and religious leaders of all denominations. Guy's career reached this point through a circuitous path. Born into a successful show business family, he is the son of late-night TV and radio pioneer Larry Finley. His childhood friends were the sons and daughters of the most famous celebrities in the world. As a young man, Guy enjoyed success in a number of areas, including composing award-winning music from many popular recording artists, including Diana Ross, 
Debbie Boone, The Jackson Five, Billy Preston, The Four Seasons, as well as writing the scores for several motion pictures and TV shows. From 1970 to 79, he wrote and recorded his own albums under the Motown and RCA recording labels. Throughout his youth, Guy suspected there was more to life than the type of worldly success that led to the emptiness and frustration he saw among his own successful friends and colleagues. In 1979, after travels throughout North America, India, and the Far East in search of truth and a higher wisdom, Guy voluntarily retired from his flourishing music career in order to simplify his life and to concentrate on deeper self-studies. In addition to his writing and appearance schedule, Guy presents four inner life classes each week at Life of Learning Foundation headquarters in Merlin, Oregon. These classes are ongoing and open to the public. For more information about Guy Finley and his life-changing work, visit GuyFinley.org. You can also like his page on Facebook, Guy Finley. Today we're specifically going to be focusing on his new book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, where you can learn how to open the door to a deeper self-knowledge that alone makes possible the perfection of your soul. And this book, made up of more than 80 short, poignant, sometimes humorous, always inspiring essays, Guy Finley examines a different facet of the spiritual journey where the aspirant will discover how to free yourself from dark thoughts and feelings, stop useless suffering before it begins, how to stop hurting yourself and others, discover who you really are, and start living a fulfilled and authentic life. I'd like to mention initially, but we will again throughout the show, that listeners who would like to purchase his new book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, can go to yourimmortalself.com. With this book, you will also receive several special gifts, including free access to a live Guy Finley webinar on April 23rd, which will also be available for later listening, a free month on Guy Finley's Wisdom School with a huge library of Guy Finley talks and written material and access to an online study group, a four-hour MP3 of a talk entitled The Golden Rule of Self-Realization, as well as an ebook entitled 365 Days to Let Go. So without further ado, I would love to welcome Guy Finley to the show today. Hi, Shelley. Hello, Guy. <clears throat> Hi. What an amazing life you have lived, haven't you? I was I was getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> just li- just listening. Just to listening it. <laughs> to it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know the beautiful thing, and you know what I really love to focus on during these conscious conversations is our journey into consciousness. Because as we wake up, as we really pay attention to who am I, why am I here, what am I supposed to be doing that proverbial light bulb, aha moment happens, and, and that's when we connect to the truth of who we are. Yes. And that's uh, probably uh, the most important thing that any of us can do in our lives is understand that you can't separate uh, our happiness, our experience, moment to moment in our relationships and the path that we've taken from understanding the purpose of that path of what we're doing on the planet why we're here right and the more that we the more that we start to realize there's a pretty serious disconnect at the moment with regards to fulfilling our purpose the the clearer it becomes that we need to redirect our attention and begin the proper pursuit of first the right knowledge that will help realign us and then 
the new actions based on that knowledge that will put us into communion with what is true and 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 to the point of my book immortal yes and you know how how we feel or how we felt before we woke up sometimes life felt like we were simply going through the motions even existing and once we really open ourselves up to being in this present moment to connecting with who we are life becomes brighter doesn't it we are uh, and i have to be careful when i use words like this but we are meaning within us live something that is so much greater than anything our uh, fevered minds can imagine. And the path to uh, this new understanding really begins with something that by itself presents a kind of barrier to people who want a, a, a a bigger life. And that is that, you know, if I'm fulfilling the purpose of my life, why is there pain in it? Right. You watch a you watch a flower bloom. You watch a uh, a tree open its leaves in the spring. You see all of this natural harmony, natural flow. Not that there aren't challenges, stress tests, if you will, that strengthen the creature. But in the fulfillment of one's purpose, there is a constant understanding that even if there's suffering in the moment, it is part of fulfilling that purpose. Yes. And we start to realize, you know what. And this is, again, what I'm working at, helping people understand. Life is never against us. Right. Whatever is seems to be in the way in the moment is secretly a part of the way, but we have to live from that nature that understands that. Yes, and, and you know, for some people we recognize that that can be very challenging for them to come to an understanding of that, that, that life is comprised of many aspects, not just the beauty. Yes. It, it's, and you, you be advocate for the listeners, uh, Shelley. There is a part of us, a, a sleeping part, a, a, an aspect of a, a more unconscious nature that actually fears and rejects moments in which we run into an event that reveals a limitation to us. Because we believe somehow that we're not supposed to be limited. And it's a strange thing because, in truth, we are not limited. But the fear of limitation creates the very barrier that we encounter. This part of ourselves that I call the immortal self, it recognizes that the moment that we encounter any situation that seems to Uh, challenge or otherwise threaten an image of us is there to release us from that level of ourselves but what happens is that when we meet a moment we don't want or that challenges us up comes this knee-jerk reaction a certain body of resistance that separates us from the moment in which we've been shown the limitation but the beauty of this new understanding is that it's actually the revelation of this limitation that allows us to transcend the part of us that is limited. Yes. Then we outgrow ourselves in that moment. As St. Paul would say, we die to ourselves. Yes. And in that process, there's no end. It is limitless. Our capacity to transcend who and what we've been in the moment 
and exit that moment a, a new order of human being that doesn't have the same fears that we did the moment before. Wow. I'm sitting here, and, and when I work with spirit, they always give me chills um, when it's truth and, and emotions and feeling and everything. And as I'm sitting here absorbing these words that you're expressing, I'm just having and being inundated with these vibrations coming through me. So, you know, what I encourage the listeners as they're guided to do so is, is listen to these words and absorb them without letting your human mind get in the way and, and try to push them aside, just feel into them, because that is what is actually happening. Yeah, that's a great point, and really to the heart of our conversation. Imagine what would happen, Shelley, listeners, if if we knew, and I don't mean that we read in a book someplace or that we that we might even affirm it, but to know something means that we actually are merged with it. We become one with that understanding. What if we knew that the only thing we ever run into that causes us fear, pain, anxiety, regret, what if we knew the only thing we run into that causes these states of resistance is what we have yet to understand about ourselves? Because if we really got that idea then when the moment comes that we don't want and the reaction comes to resist the person's manifestation, resist the condition, whatever it is, we would realize that our attention has been uh, diverted. Our, our mind, this sleeping mind, has placed the pain and the disturbance outside of us when the event is actually appearing to reveal to us that there is still a part of us that believes that it's in control of everything, that people should always like us, that nothing should happen that challenges an image of us. The, the, the beauty is that life actually works to release us from the attachment and the fear inherent in those attachments that produce this fearful self. The more we, we, we properly awaken, the more we use these moments to free ourselves from these parts of ourselves that don't understand how whole life is and how what is holy in it never ceases working to show itself to us so that we can give ourselves to it more fully. Beautiful. And, you know, as I'm feeling into all of this again, you know, what what comes to my awareness is what happens here, and, and whether we use the term self-realization, heightened awareness, um, right. consciousness, you know, to me, a lot of those words can be, you know, utilized together, but what, what is happening is we're seeing things greater than from a human level, from what our human mind can comprehend, and we're yes. seeing things from that higher soul perspective, and as we begin tuning in and seeing that everything is part of our life experience, you know, rather than beating ourselves up and having regret and guilt and shame for perceived mistakes, I feel let's see them as an opportunity to learn and to grow. That doesn't mean that we need to continue to repeat those same experiences. Rather, let's, let's see what did we learn from them and how can we learn to move forward and such. Yeah, I like that, Shelley. Here's, here's how, I, how I say that. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask it in the form of a question so you can okay. help the listeners affirm it. Is it possible for me to resist a moment 
and learn from the moment at the same time? Can I push something away from myself and at the same time integrate the lesson that moment brought? And the answer is it's impossible. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you, you, you can't resist a moment and realize what the moment is trying to teach you at the same time. Right. You have to immerse yourself that, in that moment. Yeah, it, it means that we have to have a new relationship to the moment. Now, what is the actual nature of every moment of our life, which is a little bit too much for most of us to grasp right now, but we can we can dig into this a little bit and find a simpler way to say it. When I look outside my window as I sit here in my office on this little mountain that I'm on, I'm looking at a couple of deer that are waiting for me to come give them their food. <laughs> you know, And they're looking at me like, Guy, what's up? It's time to come out. Now, uh, when I, for, for one thing, the, the reason that over the years that I've developed the relationship with these girls my 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 little troop is because uh-huh. I, I love nature i am yeah. drawn to creatures now why do i seek the relationship that i do with a deer or any creature the, the stellar jays or the squirrels what what's what is it that is in us that likes to be close to creatures like this and and the answer is simply put that when they appear, meaning when in front of me I have the opportunity to engage yeah. that creature, that creature stirs in me a quality that is asleep in me until the creature appears. So that, in a way, my relationship with the animal or with the sunlit day or whatever that may be taking place around me, my relationship serves to reveal within me parts of myself that were it not for that relationship, I wouldn't be conscious of in that moment. Can we see this? Yes, absolutely. That makes, no. you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, why do I fall in love with somebody? I fall in love because when I am with that person, their essence, what they are the convergence of, immediately stirs in me corresponding parts like like a like a a sitar, you know, you hit a, mm-hmm. a a main string on a sitar, and you get all these harmonics from the sympathetic strings. Well, in us, there are all of these infinite sympathetic strings, which mostly we have no awareness of at all. But when we get in the presence of something magnificent, something beautiful, suddenly those strings sound, and we are hearing, if you will some of the truth of our own nature, of our essence. And we're doing that because something has produced through a reflection outside this realization. Now, nobody can argue with that, and it's beautiful. Now, here's the rub. Why, if that's true, that we love those things that produce these harmonious sounds in us, why wouldn't the same process hold true when something happens that we don't like? When we see something not just outside of us, but inside of us. And that's the beauty of, this is the whole point of the new book, is that that relationship is the seed of revelation. And the revelation serves to awaken in me aspects of my nature that I didn't know were there. 
but the awakening of this nature that I was unconscious to has taken place because of a certain awareness, a light has been shined upon it, and that moment offers us the chance for an integration so that what was asleep can now be awake. What was dominant but in the dark becomes in service to the nature that now understands it's there and no longer fears it. So that you get this grand, I call it the crowning moment in scale, where through this integration, you actually become a new human being because your consciousness has been radically changed from the inside out by this light that showed you what you didn't know about yourself. And it's quite profound at times, isn't it? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you know what? There, 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 are, there are those moments that are so surprising and beautiful. But one day, with God as my witness, listeners, if you go to work properly, the moments that are shocking you to your very toes will be seen as beautiful. Yes. Not that you're going to relish the conscious suffering that's required in dying to that part of yourself that has suddenly been revealed, but you will understand the purpose of the shock. You will understand the reason why the relationships reveal what they do. And instead of rejecting the revelation, you'll embrace it because you understand it is necessary for you to move on in your own development and perfection of your soul. And when that happens, as we know, sometimes when we have those growing pains, things can feel a little uncomfortable, but ultimately what happens is when we get through to the other side, shall we say, of those challenges, we can see it many times from a different way, and it does assist us with that growth. Yeah, and not only that, <laughs> but again, and this is actually one of the chapters in the book, who who listening here, and no one would be listening, I'm assuming, that isn't an aspirant at some level, hasn't had that moment where, after rejecting the lesson, and you know, the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, all that business. Yes. Every moment is the teacher. <laughs> Every moment, Every yeah. moment is the teacher. Yeah. So after rejecting the teacher for, you know, God only knows how many years, one day I realize, you know what, this is stupid. I keep falling into the same traps, getting involved with the same kind of people, making the same mistakes. Maybe life is trying to teach me something. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, maybe I shut up inwardly. I, I become more interested in what I call being watchful than being tricked into being willful in that moment. And when that happens, invariably, I get the lesson. The epiphany comes. And when it does, yes or no, Shelley, I think to myself, Oh, my God, it took that long for me to see the truth of this thing? But now that I see it, I realize I always knew that that was the truth. I just yeah. wasn't aware of it. Isn't that right? right. It absolutely. And All what right, happens... Go ahead. Well, it's exciting because in that moment we realized there was already a part of our consciousness that knew the truth of us, yes. that our present level of consciousness wasn't in touch with. Right. Which means that there is a timeless wisdom, an immortal understanding that already exists in us. It's just that we aren't connected to it 
but these moments of epiphany reveal to us that that presence does indeed exist within us. I believe this is what Christ meant when he said, I go before thee to make the crooked places straight. Yeah. Not Christ the person, <laughs> not Christ, but this living light yeah, that is the already there, but we just don't walk in it. Yes, we just don't walk in it because we don't know how to be in a conscious relationship with it. Right. And, and you know, what I was feeling into that, too, Guy, is the thing is, is we learn when we're supposed to. And, and sometimes when we reflect back and say, you know, well, why didn't I pick up that? You know, why didn't I learn it sooner? But in reality, I feel like we have to have every experience to get to that point. So even if those patterns, same type of relationships or individuals keep happening, you know, I, I feel like there's a reason behind it, and it's almost like we really have to understand the full capacity so that we can, you know, see that bigger picture. Well, I, I agree with you, but I would, I would add this. The reason that we repeat experiences is because we meet unwanted moments with resistance. Yeah. Resistance is the seed of reincarnation, literally, at all levels. Right. What we resist will repeat itself. <laughs> huh? I said it persists. What we resist persists. Yeah. So, yes. What we resist, this is a fascinating thing, listeners. When we resist something, it feels as if we are pushing it away. That's what resistance seems to do. I resist your behavior, I push it away. But the fact of the matter is that when we resist something, we are not pushing it away we are further identifying with the part of us that believes nothing is supposed to bother it. So the more we resist, the further enmeshed we become in a misunderstanding of the purpose of that moment and of our own life. If you take your right hand and will make it uh, what I want, things that I believe are good, my hopes... And then you take your left hand and make it something that's coming along and interfering with your hopes. What happens when your right hand meets your left hand, your right hand, that you things you want, the left hand, the things you don't want? What happens when you try to push your left hand away with your right hand? Well, it either empties out or you, you push it away. Can you push it away? No. You can't push your left <laughs> hand away. No. Trying to push your left hand away strengthens your left hand. You're pushing your right hand, exactly. Yes. So the more we don't want, actually this is also something. You know that in in the Christian scripture, resist not evil. If you've never heard it, it's something that is attributed to Christ. The original Aramaic translation of that is, do not oppose what opposes you. Right. Why? Because whatever I find in myself resisting a condition is itself strengthening the belief that that nature has that nothing is supposed to run counter to its wishes. The greatest gift that we have as a human being is that we are created to be changed by life and perfected through its touch, not struggling to change life so that it's perfect according to our own ideas of what happiness is. Real happiness is being in alignment 
with a love and an intelligence that knows exactly what it means to be fulfilled and whole moment to moment, not a nature that pursues happiness in a time to come and then whatever it is identified as being the source of happiness running in fear from anything that challenges it. It's a completely different mindset. Yes. And and when we allow ourselves to be in that mindset, once again, you know, life does shift for us, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, how can it not? I, exactly. I'm, I'm interested now. I'm not using life anymore as a proof, as a proving ground. We actually have a part of us that believes that unless others see us as worthwhile and valuable, that we're not. Right. So that so that I look out and I see somebody who seems to disapprove of me, and my spirits sink because my value as a human being is has been given away by a mind that only knows how to feel good about itself when something confirms an image. I knew I knew a great man. I worked with him for years. His name was Vernon Howard, a brilliant author, teacher, died back in the 90s. And he said, permitting your life to be taken over by another person is like letting the waiter eat your dinner. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, right? <laughs> it is exactly. Yes. We, 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 we are... We are given a, 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 a way to meet people, circumstances, and our own thoughts that allows us to rest in the very center of the event where everything orbits our new purpose instead of us being thrown into an outer orbit and painfully circling whatever we think is threatening our little system of existence. It's just a different way to live. Yes. And that's the only way to really yes, live. Exactly. Because as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, those that are not, sometimes they are just going through the motions and, and simply existing rather than living their life fully. And, you know, having all of the human aspects, we can't just use the emotion of joy and happiness and bliss because we do have to embrace all feelings, all emotions, including the sadness or the frustration or the anger or anything that way we may feel. But what is important and what we've been talking about in regards to our immortal self is acknowledging this resistance and then releasing it, clearing that out so that we are not resisting. Yeah, that's why, for instance, regrets and resentments linger on. Yes. We, we we are not meant to have an enemy. Who can be free who has an enemy? No one. When you have when when you when you understand as we are intended to that who we really are our true nature does not live in the past. Therefore, it can't be punished by anything that happened there. Think about how much time one spends reliving conversations that didn't go well, whether they happened five seconds ago or five years ago. How many times we think of people who abused us, moments in which somehow or other life seemed to rip from us what we had based our dreams in, and we revisit those things. And not only do we revisit them, 
but then that same self then tries to plot revenge or figure out a way to change the future so we don't have to go through that pain again. Right. Think about this, listeners. The only reason we're going through the pain again of our past is because a part of us has dragged us into an experience that wasn't completed in the moment. Who you really are doesn't have to go into the past to change you. It is changing you and a part of change every moment. So we're talking about an understanding that liberates us from ever again having to think about the past, which, by the way, every time we think about ourselves, we're thinking about the past. Right. And, you know, I I love the way that you express that because so many people do have those regrets, the coulda, woulda, shoulda, rehashing that conversation, thinking that if they could have said something different or done something different, it would change the (laughs) outcome. And that you know doesn't what? serve a purpose, does it? <laughs> no, no. But this is what we don't get because the mind is so divided. You can't win an argument, let alone with yourself. If I'm arguing with myself, it's because something is disturbed. Right. If I agree that the disturbance is valid, meaning that I'm defined by it, and I start to fight with the disturbance, am I fighting with the event that happened X years ago? Or am I fighting with a part of myself that is still clinging to that pain? And it's usually the second one, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, here I am. I'm, I'm slugging it out with myself, and I'm wondering why I'm getting bruised. Right. And, you know, that's that's where we go back to, once again to those moments of, you know, does it really serve us a, a purpose to, to dwell there? No, it does not. It, it is, you know, to see it as what did we learn from this, how did we grow, and, you know, move forward. Yeah, that's a, another good point. And, and I address it in, in the book through this idea of gradually recognizing that, for instance, when someone doesn't approve of us, we believe the person is at fault for the pain. Right. But seen properly, the real pain is in the false belief that unless someone does approve of us, we're nothing. So the root of what's wrecking the moment is a false belief that we have unknowingly carried into the moment with us. Uncovering these false beliefs is the same as freeing us from the pain they produce. And I'm nodding my head in agreement. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, look, one of our false beliefs is that somehow or other we are responsible for uh, the way other people feel. So that, you know, I come home, my husband's in a negative mood. My wife's unhappy. I believe that somehow the false belief is that I have to change your mood. Now, why do I have the belief, in quotes, that I need to change your mood? The answer is because you, as you are, are making me negative. And it's my own negativity that I don't like. So by trying to change you, I'm actually trying to free myself from my own condition. Right. It's a false belief because, A, you can't change a person's mood. And even if you manage to do it, it doesn't change the fact that they'll return to it. And you, once again, will be the servant of resisting that person's manifestation. So to see this is a false belief 
you start to understand my real responsibility in the moment is to stay out of the life of people who think that I'm supposed to do for them what they won't do for themselves. Absolutely, and and you know I I've been saying for a long time that no one can make you feel a certain way. You know, people may disappoint us, but it's up to us to feel that disappointment. Or people may anger us or frustrate us, but it's still up to us to feel that emotion. You know, and and we're human, so we're going to feel it. But we can't blame that someone else made us feel that way. They may have done something and we reacted, but it is up to us, and we do have control of how we want to perceive it and how we wish to respond. And and so that we we get something that's rock solid for everyone to to in that very moment recognize that my experience of this relationship is determined by what I value in the moment, nothing else. So that if I'm negative, if I'm judging, if I'm resentful, if I'm filled with regret, it's because I am identified with a nature that finds value in feeling like a victim. If I value revelation over feeling like my life has been ruined, then I can begin to draw my attention back and realize this person, this situation, didn't create the disturbance in me. It revealed a nature that was waiting to be disturbed. So now I can reclaim my life and be responsible for this nature that I came into the moment with And, Shelley, if I'm responsible in the real sense of the word, then that nature is changed by the new response I have to it, instead of it going on and on, recreating itself as I agree to resist what it points to as being the cause of my pain. Yes. Ah, and we feel into that and we exhale, don't we? (laughs) That's good. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes. Well, Guy, this has just been an absolutely enlightening conversation. I want to share your information once again. This is a special Ohm Times Conscious Conversation with Guy Finley. We've been discussing his newest book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self. These are key lessons to realizing the divinity within It addresses our deepest questions. What is the purpose of my life? How do I discover who I really am? How can I stop hurting myself and others? How do I start living the fulfilled and authentic life that I sense I'm meant to be, as well as many others? This is a series of more than 80 straight-to-the-heart essays of varying lengths. And Guy presents explanations and simple practices that serve as a roadmap to self-discovery. This book is published by Llewellyn Publications. As I mentioned at the beginning, purchasing his book, you can go to yourimmortalself.com. And with the purchase of this book, there are some special gifts. One is free access to a live Guy Finley webinar to be held on April 23rd. And this webinar will also be available for later listening. You also receive a free month on Guy Finley's Wisdom School with a huge library of his talks and written material and access to an online study group, a four-hour MP3 of a talk entitled The Golden Rule of Self-Realization, as well as an e-book entitled 365 Days to Let Go. Once again, that's yourimmortalself.com. You can also visit guyfinley.org. 
And Guy, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? Uh, yeah, I, I would love to simply say that with, within you lives something that can be in every moment a part of the perfection of that moment. And that when we begin to live in what I call this presence moment, then doing our part is in fact what fulfills us. And then the rest of the things that we do serve the purpose of this continual deepening relationship with something that is inherently divine. You can't do anything better in life or more important. And in the end, the pain that we have is trying to guide us to that understanding that when we fulfill our purpose, it's the same as releasing ourselves from the misunderstanding that is the root of our unhappiness in life. So don't uh, persist with your wish to be free. Act on the knowledge that you're being given. And above all else, welcome the moments that reveal you to yourself. There is no such thing as a bad fact about who you are. Beautiful. Beautiful and powerful. And now we feel into that information and absorb it and allow ourselves to receive it. Guy, this has been a wonderful conversation with you, and thank you so much. I appreciate the time, Shelley, and I enjoyed our conversation. Maybe we'll have a chance to do it again. Yes. Well, listeners, this concludes today's special interview for Ohm Times with Guy Finley. This concludes today's segment of the Shelley Wilson Show. Until next time, remember this is your time. I encourage you to live an authentic life, be the best you can be, and love yourself in the process. Much love and many blessings to each of you. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.